Hey, and welcome to this podcast about the human factor in HSE, where we will touch upon how we can send more people home safe, create significant cost savings, and make you look like an HSE rock star using neuroscience safety. My name is Bjorn Jepsen. I'm the CEO and founder of WeFocus. I will be your host on this particular podcast. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to acceptplanexecute.com. Otherwise, I truly hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Hey, and welcome to this second episode. I hope that you enjoyed the first one. And thank you so much for tuning in to number two, where we're going to talk about kind of the evolution, if you want to call that, within HSC. And it actually came to mind after I interviewed a very skilled uh, American HSC professional that you're going to meet in a couple of episodes. So he kind of explained it in a way. I, I explained it in a different way. I'm going to share both of our stories so that it kind of makes sense. But when he got into HSC in the beginning of the 1990s, it was all about creating the perfect policy. And if we were just able to actually make the policy exactly perfect, then we will achieve this, this zero culture. We will actually succeed in having absolutely zero accidents, incidents, or service quality issues. And then as that evolved, now he had actually come to an acceptance of human will make errors. And human will, regardless of how much effort we put into uh, the work that we do, humans are going to make mistakes. And this is part of being a human. And there is only one way to solve that, and that's to figure out a way on how we can make the robots do all the work for us so that we can just spend our time at the beach or in the forest or whatever it is that we want to do. But I think that that is a little bit into the future. So let's focus on how we can actually reduce uh, all of these issues that are coming across because we are humans and we will make mistakes. Now, this is something that is quite interesting because, yes, humans will make mistakes. And all of the HSC people that we have trained so far and all of the people that you're going to meet on this podcast until so far, we still have a, a lot more coming up that we haven't interviewed just yet. But so far, all of them that we have interviewed can kind of relate to this, that the stage of where HSE is at right now is that that we have acknowledged uh, that humans will make mistakes and that this is something that needs to be taken into consideration. Now, where there is a full stop, and this is where it becomes quite entertaining for me, is that no one is kind of saying, okay, so can we actually train the human to be more ready to not make mistakes? And this is where it becomes ridiculously interesting for me. And I'm actually going to share that part of my reflections in the next uh, podcast. But what we were talking about is kind of the evolution of where, where HSC has gone from and to. And something that he also referred back to, and I know that some of you guys still feel like that. We've been speaking to very highly executives within HSE, and they still feel like they, they refer to themselves as being HSE or safety sales people. They need to sell it to the organization. That's one thing. And the other thing is that they also feel like they're, they're the police, like they need to go out and enforce 
um, these policies and procedures that they have, and it can be a bit tiring for them in, in general. And I, I want to share uh, my thoughts on this and kind of how I see it. And I want to use the communication, the evolution of, of communication theories. So back in the 30s, there were a theory that if you wanted to do a mass communication to people, all you had to do were to put the communication into a syringe and then just stick it into people and then you would just squeeze it into them and they would have exactly the same understanding as you sent into them. So, for example, it could be a TV ad that said everyone loves a hamburger and it tastes delicious with cheese. Now, whenever we would inject that into people, now everyone who ha who would have seen that particular ad would now have exactly the same understanding that a hamburger is a very great and it tastes fantastic with cheese. Now, obviously, right now we know and we can smile about this, that this is not the fact, this is not how we work in human, as humans. But then the next step, uh, stage of kind of this evolution of communication, and this is quite parallel to what's going on or have been going on within the HSC world. So the next stage, which came about kind of late 70s, early 1980s, where you can kind of define as now we are aware that we're sending a message, we are using a medium to send it, and now we are really curious on, so how are the receiver of the communication actually interpreting this message? And then asking, so how they interpreted it, and then we can go backwards and then change the message or change the medium, and then ask again, so what was your reflection of the message? And now if we take it all the way up till today, where obviously social media have had a huge impact to everything that we do when it comes to communicating, whether it being inside an organization or to our family and friends at home. And it's to an extent where the newest communication theories is that there has been no communication unless there has been an action at the other end of it because we can send so much information out there but if it's if there's no reaction to it it hasn't really happened yet and this is where it becomes really interesting because whenever you send a text to your kids or to your parents or to your grandparents it's not before they actually respond that you have had the ability to actually do communication and it is within that response that we're looking upon all right so what did they actually understand or even better how did they actually react and this is exactly where hsc work is right now it's kind of still using the policies and procedures but now starting to do much more observations on how is it that they're actually reacting and how can we actually take some of those learnings of how there is a, how the reaction is, is being taken on an everyday basis and then how can we learn from that and then iterate our message and our communication style so that it will change the behavior in the long run. And this is where it is extremely fascinating because where it is right now in HSC is that this is kind of where it, it has come to. And then behavior psychology took us to a very great extent where 
we could use nudging or we could use significant, sorry, we could use something from neuroscience where we could actually go in and say, can we change something? And now all the way to the next phase of where I really see that it's going for everyone who has ambitions within their own HSC work. And that is towards actually training very specifically the thought patterns of individuals using some of the great stuff that are from within the Neuroscience Safety Academy, where you can actually learn on a very low practical level how you can dovetail small stuffs into your policies and procedures that is going to make a significant impact to the results that are being delivered to the organization. Now, please do understand that this is not something where you need to take everything that you have inside your organization and flush it down the toilet. No, we need to dovetail. We need to build upon that because that great work that you have put in, the effort that you have already put in is still there. And this is where we are building upon so that we can reduce the accidents, incidents, and service quality issues due to a lack of focus. Because this is where we see 95% of all accidents, incidents, and service quality issues coming from. All right. So that was kind of my description of where we are right now with the current HSC work and how that's actually being delivered into the organization. Some are still, to a great extent, using the first theory where they just they just write out a policy and procedures and then they just read it out loud to the organization. And if the organization didn't get it the first time, they will just use bigger words and put it into a bigger syringe and then just squeeze it into the organization one more time and just keep doing that process without actually reflecting upon what is going on right now. And obviously, you're probably quite far ahead in this, but I'm just saying that we're all at different stages of this and the knowledge that can be gained from understanding how the human mind works to a great extent is something that can benefit regardless of where you are in this stage. All right. As always, I really hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. I'm going to talk about how we actually train and how that can be put into perspective using some analogy from the sports world in the next coming episode. I hope that you're going to enjoy it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode about the human factor in HSE. I hope that it brought some value to your everyday work. And I truly hope that this can be a small part of you actually being able to send more people home safe, create significant cost savings and truly get the appreciation for the work that you deliver to your organization. If you have any sort of feedback or comments to anything that you have heard on this particular episode, please do go to acceptplanexecute.com and reach out to us. I'm always eager to learn from any kind of feedback that you must have. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.